0: You're listening to the Harvest Christian Fellowship Weekend Message Podcast. To learn more about our community, like what we believe, and how you can take a next step, visit us online at hcfcornwall.ca or join us for one of our services this weekend, Sunday mornings at nine fifteen or 11, here at 847 York Street.
1: Build your faith, I want to talk about that this morning, retrofit your faith for healing, uh, part whatever it is. And uh, we're just going to continue to believe God as he builds a new product in us. He dropped that word into our spirit, retrofit. And uh, the factory building looks the same, but the assembly line looks different. The product coming off looks different. He's getting us ready uh, for these great days of his love, his grace being poured out in this region, and many, many more people coming to know Jesus. We're just so thankful for all that he's doing. And just think he's only just begun. Today I believe Lord's been speaking to me all week about psoriasis and that he wants to deal with psoriasis today. Uh, the doctors uh, are not successful with whoever you are, but Jesus wants you to know that Dr. Jesus is rubbing the ointment right into that area right now. The itch is going to stop. The burning stopping. If you're in the room with psoriasis, I want you to receive that and tell us about it, please. Please tell us about it. Uh, for a long time, we would do this, and nobody was telling us about it. I thought I was missing in the mark. We just stopped, said, hey, I must not be God. But obviously, as you're seeing, God reveals so he can heal. You don't need prayer if a condition is called out. Uh, Just know that your healing is happening right there by faith. Reach out. Take it. You don't have to have a condition called out to be healed. Um, God will heal anyway. But he's doing this just to help us and build our faith. And um, I also felt uh, that there is a liver issue. I don't have specifics and a bowel. I don't have uh, specifics, just that Lord wants to touch those conditions today. Please let us know, either online or um, here in the room if you've been suffering with that and you're experiencing how the Lord touch you right now. All right, so retrofit your faith <laughs> for healing. <laughs> this is just too good. We're just having too much fun, aren't we? Appreciate the worship team this morning leading us gloriously into his presence. But listen, I want to thank you uh, in the room because as we give ourselves to that process, you can feel the increase of his presence in the room. And uh, it's, that's just in relation to open hearts. Jesus always responds to open hearts. And the sense of his presence increases as we open, as we open our hearts. Luke chapter 2, uh, excuse me, Luke chapter 4, verse 27 says, Jesus speaking, there were many lepers in Israel at the time of prophet Elijah, but only one got healed, and that was Naaman, a Syrian. Father, we pray that you would continue to instruct us in your ways, that we would know the ways of God. Your ways are not our ways. Your ways are higher. But there is a sense in which we track with you and know your ways. We agree with them and cooperate with them, that we're, that we're recipients are recipients. Of the ways of God in our lives. Since Lord continue to have your way and healing and salvations, the move of God that we're sensing, then these dark times the light shines even brighter. Lord help us to be a part of all that you're doing in Jesus' name. Everybody said. Amen. Amen. So Jesus is in the synagogue. I gotta just reset because today I want to preach so bad. Um, Yeah, I know, but today's more of a teach, so i got to just reset myself. Otherwise, none of this will make sense. I'll go into a preacher's rant, and you won't understand the thing I'm saying. (laughs) I want to really give some some doctrinal, uh, some undergirding uh, to this idea of faith today, and we're going to look at the story of Naaman. Jesus is in his hometown of Nazareth, and uh, there's actually one scripture that says when he was there The unbelief, the culture of unbelief, the environment, the atmosphere of unbelief was so thick, he couldn't, could not do miracles except for lay his hands on a few people, and they got better. And so we saw healing being restricted in Nazareth due to unbelief. He's in the synagogue in Nazareth, and it just happens to be his turn to read. The people would take turns. The men in the synagogue would take turns reading. There's an assignment as to what you would read. You didn't get to read what you wanted to. You read what you were assigned to read. It just happens for Jesus that day, coincidentally, that he would read the Messianic uh, prophecy from Isaiah chapter 49. The Spirit of the Lord is on me to heal, to open blind eyes, and do all of the things that the Messiah would do. He closes the book and says, this day it's been fulfilled in your eyes and your ears. And so he's the fulfillment. Well, they don't buy that because they know Jesus the carpenter, but they don't know Jesus the Messiah though everywhere else he's declared himself to be that and demonstrated himself to be that they are not buying in they don't believe even though the evidence the evidence is overwhelming that he is messiah and they're not so they're not buying so he says a prophet is without honor in his own country in other words He's saying, you really don't know who I am, the familiarity of Nazareth. And uh, because of that, he's speaking to their unbelief. And often, as would be the case, Jesus will give a little jab now and again to accentuate what he's dealing with. And he reads what I just read, the scripture about Naaman, who's a Gentile. He's a a non-Jew. He doesn't know about God the healer. Doesn't know anything about God, the healer. We'll pick it up in the story. And he does, he finds out about God, the healer. But the people who should know, say should know. The people who should know about God that revealed himself, the God of the Jews who revealed himself as Jehovah Rapha, God, your healer, that there were many lepers at that time in Israel not getting healed. Say not. Not talk a little bit about today, I will continue, why don't people receive healing. I think I'll only do it briefly because I want to focus more on people getting healing rather than the issues that get really we get into all kinds of bunny trails to try to explain why they don't get healed, and really it's a mystery, and God is God in all of this, And uh, but nonetheless, um, so Naaman, not a God-fearer, People that had leprosy in Israel not getting healed. And Jesus says, Oh, by the way, there was a, there was a healing of a leper, it was a Gentile. And he just kind of drops that bomb on them. They get so angry that they push him to the edge of town. The crowd moves him, jostles him to the edge of town, and tries to cast him off a cliff, and he miraculously escapes that. As you read the scriptures, you can tell either an angel picked him up, there was some divine intervention because he was there, and then he wasn't, and he didn't fall off the cliff. It wasn't his time. He would. Uh, they, they couldn't kill him. He gave his life on Calvary. So let's, why don't we go to find out about Naaman and I'm going to read the story, and it's an entirety, just so we have a record of it. And it's a great story. I love reading it. And uh, let me do that. And I think as over the next couple of weeks, we will take a couple of weeks on this, that we're going to see with Naaman that all of the characters in the story, we can relate to all of them. They all learn something or contribute something to Na- Naaman's uh, healing that we can learn about. And so we're going to do that. Here we go. Second Kings 5, 1 through 15. The king of Aram had great admiration for Naaman, the commander of his army, because through him the Lord had given uh, Aram great victories. But through Naaman, though Naaman was a mighty warrior, though he was a mighty warrior, he suffered from leprosy. At this time, the Armenian raiders had invited, the, invited invaded the land of Israel, and among their captives was a young girl who had been given to Naaman's wife as her maid. And one day the girl said to her mistress, I wish my master would go see the prophet in Samaria. He would heal him of his leprosy. So Naam told the king about what the young girl from Israel had said. Well, go and visit the prophet, the king of Aram told him. I will send a letter of introduction for you, and you'll take it to the king of Israel. And so Naaman started out carrying as gifts 750 pounds of silver, 150 pounds of gold. We're talking about millions of dollars and 10 sets of clothing. The letter to the king of Israel said, with this letter, I present my servant Naaman. I want you to heal him of his leprosy. (laughs) When the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes in dismay and said, This man sends me a leper to heal? Am I God that I can give life and take it away? I can see he's just trying to pick a fight with me. But when Elijah, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had tore his clothes in dismay, he sent this message to him. Why are you so upset? Send Naaman Naaman to me, and he will learn that there is a true prophet here in Israel. And so Naaman went with his horses and chariots and waited at the door of Elijah's house. But Elijah sent a messenger out to him with this message. Go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River. Your skin will be restored, and you will be healed of your leprosy. Naaman became angry and stalked away. I thought he would certainly come out and meet me, he said. I expected him to wave his hand over the leprosy and call on the name of the Lord God of Israel and heal me. Aren't the rivers of Damascus, the Abana, and the far, far much better rivers of, than Israel? Why should I wash on them and be healed? And so Naaman turned and went away in a rage. But his officers tried to reason with him. They said, Sir, if the prophet had told you to do something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? So you should certainly obey him when he says simply, go and wash and be cured. So Naaman went down to the Jordan River and dipped himself seven times as the man of God had instructed him. And his skin became as healthy as the skin of a young child's. And he was healed. (laughs) Naaman and the entire party went back to find the man of God and they stood before him and Naaman said, now I know that there is no God in all the world except in Israel. The great God, the healer, Jehovah Rapha. Come on somebody. (laughs) Here we go this morning. I want to uh, we're not going to get to Naaman being healed. We'll get Naaman healed next week. Uh, this week, I want to just give you a couple of points as we're learning about this and retrofitting and rediscovering the power of healing. As I have said to you that we need to, uh, we need to represent Jesus, not just as the Savior of our souls, but the healer of our body. One is not greater than the other. According to Scripture, as we've been reading, his uh, pr- price paid on Calvary has paid it all. Say All. And what sin is to our souls, sickness is to our bodies, and torment and mental illness is to the mind, we're believing that we're going to be representing Jesus in this day as the great deliverer, the great healer, and the great savior. Come on, that's the whole message. We want to preach the whole message. So, We've got this maid who was actually captured, probably as a very young girl. She's serving Naaman's wife. She's in the house with them. Um, She's in enemy territory. She's in slavery. But somehow, the empathy of her heart as a Jewish uh, young lady who would have been raised with the teachings uh, of the Jewish people, of the God of Israel, and the empathy of her heart begins to be stirred. And uh, number one this morning uh, is healing starts with somebody knowing. Healing starts with somebody knowing that God heals. It begins there. That's why we're reminding, we're reading the scriptures of God's healing. We're testifying it. That's not to somehow develop a hype for healing, but a faith as we build it. It begins with knowing. This young maid, say maid, she is not the general's, uh, the general, it's his wife. This is not a general's wife or a a lieutenant's wife or a great, uh, great statesman's wife. This is the maid. This is a young maid, doesn't have a lot of experience in life, but she shares so matter-of-factly that there is a God who heals that it convinces the people listening. It causes them to bend their ear. She's not coming up with some conspiracy theory on some facts she's thrown together and posted on Instagram. No, she has stated with conviction, God heals today. And she says it in such a way, as you look at the story, you've got to appreciate it. It's got to be beyond what we're reading because she's just a maid. It's beyond what we're reading because Naaman, the great general, goes to his king. And I love how the New King James says it. He says, uh, he yada yadas whatever she said. He said, if you read it in the the New King James, it says that, uh, I was talking to the maid. And uh, you were talking to the maid, Naaman? Yeah, I was talking to the maid, (laughs) And she said, there's a God in Israel who heals. And what he says is, I was talking to the maid, and she said such and such, such and such, yada, yada. He yada, yada's away all of whatever she said that convinced him to go. Somebody has to know. She knew. She knew that she knew there was a God in Israel that healed, the maid said. (laughs) Number two, healing happens when there's a desire to be healed there has to be a desire either with the person who desires the healing that they're sick in their body or the person that's praying for the healing or or interceding for that healing or as jesus said just go heal the sick commanding that heal, that sickness to go and there's a desire in one of those parties it begins with desire you say well pastor Roy, who wouldn't want healing well that's a good question because I think that what I'm trying to have us understand that even here at Harvest, we're contending for it. Say contend. We're willing to fight for it. We're not fighting God. We're not even fighting the devil. That fight's over. Jesus uh, secured that on the cross. But we are dealing with our own unbelief and making sure that we are uh, building a strong theology and a strong experience and a strong desire For healing. We want to see healing because Jesus wants to be revealed as the healer. There's a story in Mark chapter 10. It begins this way in verse 51. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked. You imagine you're getting a blank slate from Jesus. Oh, by the way, you have a blank slate from Jesus, just in case you didn't know. He asks all of us, what do you want me to do for you? My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see, like is Jesus being rude? <laughs> like obviously he's blind. obviously he would want to see again. not so obvious, not so obvious. A number of years ago i I was a part of a church plant in ottawa uh in uh on innis in Road and we were planting a uh, a french church and so here i was uh working through an interpreter that sunday morning and uh with the team that had gone to uh we were several months uh into just an exciting time watching uh these french speaking uh people from ottawa come and and uh and, and, and hear the gospel in their language and hear the gospel in the context of their culture. It was so powerful. And God was moving in a very powerful way. And uh, that particular Sunday, we had a, a line, uh, just like we do, after the service where people could come for prayer. And a man came uh, seeking prayer. And not only was I working through an interpreter, because I don't speak French, I was working through the interpreter. He was uh, signing and so he had a sign interpreter uh, that was interpreting uh, to me his prayer request. He had something going on at work, um, very uh, distinguished-looking man, and uh, standing there and, and signing uh, that this situation that he needed an intervention with at work. And so I, just with all my heart and faith that I could muster, began to pray for that situation. And as I was, God began to drop into my spirit a picture, uh, a word of knowledge, uh, that I saw a soldering gun, and I saw God working on uh, on his brain. And uh, his eardrum, I knew from the word not his eardrum was completely intact and functional. And uh, his brain in the hearing center was perfectly intact and functional. But the, neuro, the neurology connecting the two, there's there some kind of damage. And, and thus, and, and I just, that's what I saw very quickly. And so I said to the interpreter, uh, the Lord just showed me this. And he acknowledged everything I said said, absolutely, and began to tell me all about the condition he had. I'm excited. I'm ready to lay hands and have his ears open. And he said, stop, I don't want you to pray for my healing today. And I was shocked, as maybe you're shocked as you hear the story. And I don't know if he grew up in church and, you know, the token deaf person, let's have his ears open today. And he had endured a lot of prayer with disappointment. I don't know. He began to explain just very simply to the interpreter that uh, he had known the deaf world for so long, he was scared of coming into the hearing world. And so he was fine. I, I'm happy with my, I'm happy with how I am today. It's not always so obvious when it comes to healing. I honored that, though I stepped back that day wondering and I don't judge and I don't have an opinion. I just really wanted to pray. I had desire. I really wanted to pray for him that day. And I think as we're contending at harvest for healing, we have to understand that there is history of people who have been prayed for over and over and didn't receive healing. It is in our atmosphere too. And there's disappointments, and that's in the atmosphere. And, and, and that we've wanted healing in the past, but didn't receive it. And so that's, it's all in the atmosphere. But what we have to decide today is that, that God is the God of Israel and that we know that we know that he heals. And the second point this morning is that we want, we want this. Say, I want this. We're going to have to contend for it. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Jesus said to the blind man, "What do you want me to do?" "I want to see." And Jesus said, "Go, your faith has healed you." Instantly the man could see and followed Jesus down the road. You know the story of the Pool of Bethesda. If you're here, if you're new with us in the room or online, there's this is cool story in the New Testament of a man waiting for a healing for 38 years. And there was some kind of folk, folk folklore folk folklore. <laughs> Lore that said if you could get into the pool after angels stirred it up, you could get healed. And Jesus walked up to the man, and it's identified in the Scriptures it was waiting for 38 years. He says to him this, one man lying there had been sick for 38 years, and Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time. Word of knowledge. He asked him, would you like to get well? It seems rude, but there's a desire A desire, I want what Jesus paid for. See, remember I told you last time it's not an extra. See, extra things we can take it or leave it. You gotta hear this this morning. You gotta get this. I'm gonna push this in this morning. It's not take it or leave it healing. If we get it, good. We saw some testimonies. Wow, It seems like God's healing. What if next week there aren't any? Will we still want healing as desperately as we want it today? If we we have someone healed of cancer, but then they're not healed of cancer, and so on and so on. The, The conditions of this, I'm just saying to you, it's not a take it or leave it. Harvest, if we're stepping up to bat to hit the ball of healing, we've got to say today, I want healing at harvest as part of what? Jesus paid for. It's not an extra. It's not if I get it, fine. No, I want this. I'm going to fight for this, whether it's in my body or in somebody else's body. We believe Jesus heals today and we want it. You tracking with me? I knew those would be easy. I knew those would be the easy ones. Number three, you can't buy healing. And here, I just want to kind of theology and some doctrine here. In the few moments we've got left, you can't buy healing. You see, Pastor, how would we buy healing? Well, see, Naaman, Naaman sets off with the equivalent of millions of dollars because they know there's a God who heals. They desire healing, and they figure the way you get it is you buy it. So we've gone prepared with resources to buy the healing. He's traveling a long, long ways and he's coming with a lot of money. Ted was on the, Ted Nogler was on the platform today playing bass and singing angelically like he always does. And Ted's been suffering with a heart condition that causes him to go into AFib. And it's scary. He says it's not scary. If you get him to talk about it, he's just so nonchalant about it. And I think if I understand the stories right, most of the time when he goes into AFib, they knock him out and hit him with the paddles to reset him. I think the last time he was awake for it, And he said it was really cool. He always wanted to be awake for the. There, I'm good. So, as we pray for Ted, we might be tempted, and maybe you've prayed this way, and follow me, this is important. So, we pray something like this we're alerted, we get the prayer request that goes out, we're praying for Ted's healing in his heart, and we pray, Dear Jesus. Thank you for Ted Nogger, who's a great man and has an awesome beard and stands on the platform each and every Sunday serving you. You know he's a good man. His kids were dedicated last week, God. God, you know how he just upholds the faith and how he's true to you at work and how he's true to you at church. And, and Mia even gave testimony that, that they believe in the power of tithing. And so, and so, God, you know he's a good man. We ask for you his healing. Come on. Come on, have we prayed that way? And the prayer indicates that somehow Ted deserves the healing. And God, we've come to you on the fact that Ted deserves his healing. But Ted does deserve healing, but only because Jesus paid for the healing, not because Ted's done anything to get it. He can't buy healing. All right, we're tracking. I'm with the right crowd. I'm going to show you. We do. We try. How about the person who's smoked all their life, and they come and they say, I, I, they found spots on my lung, and... I'd like to be healed. Dear Jesus, please help that guy that smoked his whole life and destroyed his lungs. Amen. (laughs) He doesn't deserve one. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, I just want to make sure I'm tracking. How about we got to get it right? You got to get the healing formula right by healing. If you get the right scriptures, you say it the right way, you stand firm, whatever that means, and you get your six scriptures. You make sure you say, in the name of Jesus at the end, you get a healing. God won't let you buy a healing getting the right formula. I hear some rights, but it's also quiet. <laughs> and I want you to think, I want me to think, We, if we're going to contend, we need to understand some of these principles. They had silver and gold and Louis Vuitton. They were going to buy a healing. The one I want to just, in a few moments, and this one's important, and we'll come back to this one, because this is the one that probably has been most violated. Whenever you have, um, through the 1950s, uh, a resurgence of healing happen in North America... And the healing message and and the healing revival as it's referred to. And it's awesome. And then shortly on the heels of that, um, teachings about faith to maintain and and keep uh, God the healer represented. And as often as the case, when you're trying to move uh, something in church that hasn't been moving for maybe centuries, and then God says, I'm restoring this. I need this in my church. And it gets bumped into present day and it gets bumped into and starts happening Oftentimes, the teaching goes faster than what's happening, and well-meaning people teach things that shouldn't ought to be taught. And so I want to be very careful, but there is some wonky, wonky stuff about faith that we need to understand today, and this one's going to be harder for some of you to understand in terms of, oh, wait a minute, you're going to have to explain that. And that is you cannot buy a healing with your faith when your faith is transactionally based. Instead of relationally based, and you bring your faith to God in such a way, and it's been told to you that if you didn't get healed or didn't see the person healed that you prayed for, it's quite possible that you didn't have enough faith. There's this great commercial on TV. Man, I tear up when I see it. It is so precious. It is Cadbury? Uh, Cadbury's commercial and a little girl. Her mom picks her up. They're going. Uh, the setting is in. It looks like it's in a little English town. And she goes, a little girl that knows it's mom's birthday and goes into the store to buy her mom her birthday gift. And she says, this little cute, little cute, big brown-eyed girl, says to the man, I'd like to buy a chocolate bar for my mom, please. And he looks and he holds up the big Cadbury, the big one. And she goes, yes, please. And he puts it on the counter and she puts one coin, it's not distinguishable, a bunch of buttons and his eyes get really big as he looks. And then she realizes, I don't have enough. I don't have enough to buy. And so she reaches in and she pulls out a little unicorn, which you could tell by the way she was clutching it. it was her favorite little toy. And she put it on the counter. And the man with a smile passes the chocolate bar to her and says, and here's your change and gives her back the unicorn and she goes out and her and her mom embrace on the sidewalk as she gives her mom the chocolate bar if cadbury can get it right church we need to understand That there isn't enough ever to get what we need from God. You don't have enough. All you've got is a bunch of buttons in your pocket. We don't have the currency. Jesus paid on the cross with the currency of his blood for healing once for all. There will never be enough of anything to get a healing. So we stir faith. We build faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so we know faith is important, but it's not metaphysical. And where a lot of these teachings have gotten us into issues is with the word doubt. And you cannot doubt. Don't doubt your healing. Maybe you've pray, had someone pray for you for healing, and then you said, hey, can, I'm still pressing in for my healing. Will you pray for me again? And maybe they've said to you, why are you praying again? With anger. What, 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 what do you mean? Are you doubting your healing? Uh, I don't think so. I know God heals. I want him to heal. I don't think I doubt it. Do I? <laughs> well, why are you praying again? Because I want God to heal me. <laughs> And the idea of entertaining this word doubt, and we need to kind of look at it this morning and understand it, just kind of beginning. I'll, I realize with time I'll we'll have to come back to this. And so, you, yes, you can press in and pray for your healing a million times. The Bible said keep knocking, keep seeking, keep asking. That's not somehow showing that you don't have enough faith or you don't have a healing and someone said, well, you just didn't have enough faith. Well, please pray tell how much is enough. Maybe it's the word we don't understand or the function that it's not transactional at all. Jesus said in Mark chapter 11, have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. doesn't say in his mind, in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Jesus says the big stuff can be done with faith. The mountain-moving kind of stuff. James said, when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. So then what is doubt? I'll tell you one story, and then the team, actually the team can come. What's this mean, not to have doubt? In the heart. Say heart. Not mind, heart. Heart. See, the faith teachings that get it into the mind, and so you have to do something with your mind and protect the mind. It's all about the mind. It becomes metaphysical, and that is it's mind over matter. It's, it's in very dangerous territory because people begin to fear. Let me tell you a story. So a uh, long time ago, long, long time ago. Yeah, I've lost half of you now. The music. I don't know why that. Mr. American Pie. Get it out of your system. Chevy to the Never mind. I don't know why songs pop in and they're my mnemonic aid. I can sing a song about anything. I can't sing, but I know the song. Story. Many years ago, Christine and I are standing on a platform pledging our love to each other. We're going to get married. We went through one year of engagement. I did not doubt on that day about getting married. Did not doubt that day about getting married. We were pledging our love. I didn't doubt. I didn't doubt it because leading up to that, that day we were making a promise. Say promise. A promise. We were making a promise to each other about our fidelity, about our lives together. We were choosing one another. We made a promise. And I knew, I knew that we had agreed on that promise. I had a promise. Number two. I knew as I stood there because of the time that we built that Christina was capable of fulfilling the promise. She was capable of that. She had demonstrated it, had given me no reason to believe that she didn't have the capacity, capable, the capacity to fulfill. Now, had she said, I promise to you that I will be the Prime Minister of Canada in the next three years as proof of my love, She wouldn't have a capacity to be the Prime Minister of Canada. There would be no pathway. I wouldn't believe that promise. She wouldn't have, she may have said it sincerely, and I'd have a promise, but it's a promise she's not capable of fulfilling. Are you tracking with me? All right, I had a promise, and she had a capacity to fulfill the promise. And the third piece of it was, I knew she was trustworthy. See, we didn't enter into blind faith that day. I didn't just mind over matter. I've just decided I'm going to like this lady and we're going to have a marriage together. No, in my heart, I had made a decision. And my decision was based, I had a promise. I, she had capacity and she was faithful. And she has been since that day. And I wear the token on my finger every day to remind me, I have a promise, that she has capacity And she's been faithful because the pastor asked me, will you receive the token of her vow? And, of course, it works back and forth But I'm talking about. Now, we've had some tough times. We were married. She's married to me. She's had some tough times. And in my head, have I ever had a thought or a doubt? Yeah, you bet. Stupid thoughts, really stupid thoughts. Remember one time when we were working through something and she was on her phone and a stupid thought came in my head. I said, I wonder if she's posting her profile on one of those dating sites. Because a lot of ladies start these emotional kind of things and, oh my goodness, I, I wouldn't want that to happen. I wouldn't want to lose her. What a stupid thought. Say stupid thought. Is that? Am I doubting anything that I just said? Absolutely not. I had a stupid thought. And the evidence of our love and the evidence of our life and the evidence of the journey... I can deal with that stupid thought. And I, hey, I had a stupid thought. And if you haven't had them, you're lying. Because the brain works all the time. Jesus didn't say, if you do this without doubting in your head. He said, doubting in your heart. One last verse, then we're gonna close. If you got, if you could put up the uh, Paul's verse in Timothy, for I am persuaded. You put that up for me, guys. And we're going to end with this verse. 2 Timothy 1.12 says, For I know whom I have believed. I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed to him until that day. Job said, If he slay me, I will trust him. Where, this is faith we're talking about. Where does it come from? It comes from the heart level of a relational connection with our God. We want you to know God, and we want you to know him better every day. I don't want you to mind over matter. You can't buy and have enough faith to get a healing, but you can learn what it is to trust him in your heart, trust him in that place that you meet with him. That's why we want you to pray, read the word. I don't want you to read the word to get an arsenal of scriptures that seem appropriate to buy a healing, although reading healing scriptures can convince you of his faithfulness or watching a testimony of somebody getting healed can build faith to say, wow, I know there's a God. I want healing. Next week we'll talk about how to enter into some of this. But I just need you to know there's none of us in the room that have the capacity to be strong enough, good enough, smart enough to have enough faith to transactionally buy a healing. But if we can ask him, and I hope the analogy fits, because God has never been unfaithful and never will be. God will never turn his back on you. God has always loved you and will always love you. And if we start there, then I can approach this thing called faith knowing I have a promise for healing. <laughs> Is he capable? Oh, I've seen some testimonies. He's capable. Will he fulfill it? He will fulfill it because he's the God who is faithful. And anything other than that is head. I want to live in my heart. Today, if you're online or here in the room, and you would say, but Pastor Roy, I don't really know Jesus the way you're talking about. I don't know him personally. I know about him. I've read the Bible maybe, but I've never ever had an interaction where I've been introduced and I know him Today, I want to introduce you to Jesus that way. I'd like to lead you in a short prayer if you're in this room or online. If you've never asked Jesus into your life to begin the journey of knowing him so you can say, I'm persuaded. I know who I believe. You might believe in God, but you don't know God. You want to know him today. I want to pray with you. If you're in the room, would you just simply slip up your hand and say, include me in the prayer today, Pastor. If you're here today, could I just see your hand anywhere in the room? Anywhere in the room, thank you. Anyone in the room might just want to be renewing that or really engaging that. If somebody's online, would you just text right now and say, I want to know Jesus. And as you're texting this simple prayer, pray it with me. Let's all pray this. Dear Jesus, thank you that you love me today. You know me, but I want to know you. Come into my life. Forgive my sin amen. We believe if you've prayed a simple prayer like that, you're born again and you can begin the journey of knowing Jesus. Let's pray for some people hey. today. Great word. Hey, thanks.
0: <laughs> Who's not know, believing for healing this morning?
1: I don't know if you've ever told me I've preached a great word before. I am no, kidding. that all I'm the kidding. Time. I'm, kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm kidding.
0: In fact, I don't have to tell you because you ask me. You'll say, wasn't that a great word?
1: I usually ask.
0: her. <laughs> no, honestly, great word. Thank you, honey. We're really bleeding, thrilling. you know, you've been praying for my hand. I've been having some issues with my thumb, and we've been praying, and, and I am seeing a difference. It's not all the way, okay? but I'm trusting that I'm healed. Amen, amen. Come on, if Come you're on. standing in a healing this morning, you need to stand and be and just stand firmly and plant your feet. And another thing, that was really a stupid thought. I know that whole thing. because oh, I it's know. taken me 37 years to get you trained.
1: I know, I know.
0: Why would I even, like, consider? Actually,
1: actually, in the notes it says, what I thought you would say is, it's taken me 37 years to domesticate you. Wow. Well, <laughs>
0: either or, both works.
1: I'm still not domesticated.
0: Come on, God's working on all of us. No one is perfect, and we all, you know, we all take work to get to where we are, but we're all on a journey together. We have some people that are believing and pressing in prayer this morning, and I just want to pray this morning for these prayer requests. You know what? Online in the building, stand on your healing because God has already healed you. You just Amen. need to stand Amen. on it and say, God, I'm taking it. I'm believing and I'm standing on it. Father, we just want to cover. People, this morning in prayer, God, we're believing for um, Michelle Wilson's friend Julie, who needs Touch a physical Julie. healing Touch in her, her heart. Lord. God, her she was born with a heart condition, but God, you can just come in this morning, come and on. Father, you can just heal that heart this morning, God. You can just start pouring blood into it so it just pumps properly. It starts acting properly. It starts just functioning the way it should, yeah, God, because on. you're we the God of healing, God. And we're heal praying Jesus for Julie name. this morning, yeah. God. We're praying for Jeff, who had a positive. COVID test. God, COVID has nothing on you. Come on. You saw COVID long before it ever hit us, God. Just heal him this morning, God. Father, we're we're leaving for Andrea's family who just lost their son. God, Father, that they will know, Father, that peace in you, Jesus. There is comfort in you, Jesus, that they will have joy again, God, yes, because you Lord. are a father, God, and you take care of us, Father. We pray for this family this morning. We're praying for continued healing for Ashley Roy, God, for calmness no. and peace, Father, yes. that she can just rest in you, yes. God, this morning, yes. and that this yes. injury from her fall, God, that she just needs to rest god because you've got her this morning yes Lord. father we're, we we just are also praying for uh pierre who has stage four cancer god uh, i just pray right on, now that, that pierre can even start to feel that burning sensation yes, through yes, his building up yes, yes, through his body cancer, god because you go. can heal cancer, stage four in Jesus cancer
1: name. god cancer, go. we pray in Jesus for pierre name. this
0: morning and we call out
1: come on come on come on come on for pierre come on cancer go Father, on.
0: Rest for Chantel Thomas and her health. God, we're praying for Al-Arazar. God, for his immigration to Canada. Yeah, come God, on, he's Ella coming Raza. from Iran. God, on, open Attar. the borders. We call you to Canada. So that al can come in, God. We're believing. We're trusting. Yes, Father, Lord. We're praying for Crystal, for Denise's daughter who's pregnant. God, whatever that situation, Father, just touch it this morning. For Linda, who has fibromyalgia, God. Healing for Linda for fibromyalgia. And for Frannix's right side, God. Father, I'm also praying for Chelsea this morning on our worship team, God. She has so much going on, God, but you see it all. God, I pray for everything that's coming against her because it seems like all hell is breaking loose. But all heaven is shining down, God. Because you are the God of all situations. You You are the God of everything. Father, we thank you this morning. And we're just praying for Chelsea and the family and the extended family, God. Yes, Lord. Just fall on them this morning, God, in a major way.
1: Thank you, Father,
0: we just want to give a praise report for Caitlin Orr, who's home. God, she's home. She's doing well. And God, all the glory goes to you. Because you you are the ultimate physician, God. God. You are the ultimate doctor. And Father, we give all the glory to you this morning. Father, we just thank you for all these prayer requests, Father. Because we know that you're working. We know that you're looking, God. We know that you're watching over us. And you got us. Thank Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: Hey. If you have a prayer request text it in text it in leave a voicemail put on the it church. on a
1: carrier pigeon just get it here
0: hey we can't pray for you and believe for you if we don't know you're you're believing for something yourself so prayer team
1: is here all suited up ready for yeah, you they are. if you're not wanting to come close uh just tell them uh, what you're praying for and step back and uh, listen we just want to honor where you're at and we want to continue to be safe
0: that's right we're registering for next week yes so make sure you go on and register because we want you to get a seat and there's also seats downstairs I mean even if you have the best seat at home hey you're joining us you're here and God can touch you here or at home it doesn't matter so head on over to hcfcormel.ca slash register I'm holding that from you so you can't start me I
1: know I know I know what you're doing
0: (laughs) you want to do this
1: (laughs) no I don't I just as I just want to give out a shout out uh The generosity of God's people responding to the huge need. Uh, The heating system should be finished uh, this week. And the the mild weather, I guess, just crazy. It's just crazy how mild we haven't needed heat. And that would have been costly for us and difficult for us to get auxiliary heat into the building. And so, just how that's worked out. We've had people who've been watching online, and you know who you are, and just a debt of gratitude out of my heart to you today. People that I've not physically met. The generosity thousands of dollars being sent to harvest to help meet our need of our furnace i mean people that belong here that we haven't met yet but we're meeting online and it's just just amazing so there's good coming out of the bad, and we just thank you, and, and thank you as well. There have been literally thousands of dollars been coming in. We haven't talked a lot about it, just a reminder today that we're believing. I'm going to be talking about retrofit your finances in the days to come, and, and I know, God, it just it just does come down to if you want it, you step into it, and uh, we'll offer that to you as you begin to understand faith and finances in God who supplies all of our needs according to His riches and glory. So you can, you can send in to 84321, right? Text it in.
0: Text it in. 8 4, 3, 2, Eight four three two. But don't pray for snow or no. cold weather. We're really enjoying this warm Well,
1: warm. I was gifted a snowmobile. Yeah, we were. I, I wouldn't mind a little snow. Okay. Yeah.
0: A little snow. Pray for a little snow but I'll not really, really I'll tell you really, that story really cool. sometime. So we have Christmas. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's my favorite time of the year. It sure and is. it's coming so quickly. Uh, so on December the 20th, we're going to have two services to be able to accommodate more people. Yeah, so bring at some 9, friends. Sign up a and 11, friend and bring them. Yeah, so I think can everyone go on and pre-register? You can pre-register. Make sure you pre-register. And if you're going to bring a, a guest or a family or a member, hey, it's a perfect time to bring someone to church. Yeah. Christmas time. And um, so think about who you're going to invite and bring into church because we have two services and we're going to be able to accommodate lots of people. Lots of well, people. Well, this is the time where we say our goodbyes for another week. We love you, Harvest. You be well. blessed. So have a great much. week. And mwah, we'll see you mwah. back
1: next week. Bless you all.